We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Kristen Becker, a certified neurolinguistic programming practitioner, mindset specialist, trained under Bob Proctor, curriculum developer, college professor, and passionate life enthusiast. Kristen Becker brings all of these skills and experiences to help people define and live their vision in life. Not box checking goals, but vision, the kind of vision that makes your heart leap, sets your soul on fire, and makes you want to jump out of bed in the morning. Kristen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm fascinated with this topic and excited for the conversation that we're about to have here. Um, but let's just dive right in. What made you so passionate about empowering others to define and live their vision in life? Honestly, not doing it myself. And, you know, basically I did what I think a lot of people do is I spent a lot of time doing what I was taught was going to make my life fulfilling. And I found myself literally sitting in this quote, perfect life where everybody was like, yay, look at you. You know, you've done all the things. And I was thinking, should I tell them that this sucks <laughs> or like this isn't <laughs> fulfilling? You know, and I was like afraid to admit that to myself and then to other people. And it took this like kind of peeling flesh from the bone process socially and emotionally and spiritually inside myself to realize like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do the stuff that really makes me happy and feel good and excited and let the chips fall where they may. And then, it, you know, luckily it all worked out and, and I can, I've learned a lot. The hindsight is 2020. So now I like to support people in taking that journey for themselves, because I think that the quality of our lives should be of our most, you know, importance and a priority to us. I agree a hundred percent. Um, I heard someone on on Clubhouse. Are you familiar with Clubhouse? I am. I need to get an iPhone so I can get on oh, there. Oh, <laughs> it's it's fascinating. Um, a really high profile gentleman, and his name is not coming off the top of my head right now because I was exercising while <laughs> while um, listening. But he said, you know, you have to fill your cup before you can fill other people's cups. And I just that really resonated with me. You know, it's, we all give, 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 you give, but we're not necessarily taking care of ourselves first. And it sounds like that's exactly what you did and you help others do that as well. Yeah. And, you know, something I like to share because it had such a pivotal impact for me is a book by a hospice nurse named Bronnie Ware called Regrets of the Dying. And it was really fascinating because she chronicled the most frequently heard regrets. So these are things people think will say, I wish I would have done this. And the most frequently heard regret was, I wish I would have had the courage to live a life true to myself and not what others wanted from me. And when I heard that, it really validated all of those kind of secret fears that I just told you about. I was like, that's it. That's my thing, you know? And then, and I was like, and I'm not going to be that person. You know, I'm going to be sitting there at the end of the show going, that was epic, you guys, right? 
<laughs> very profound. It. It, it, I know it's kind of morbid and people don't like to think about it, but if it shifts you in the right direction, you know, it's worth hearing. I imagine that you had to disappoint some other, some individuals to get to where you are today. How, uh, tell us about that a little bit. That's <laughs> my favorite thing to let people know because it's okay to disappoint other people. Just like what you said about filling your cup first or apply the oxygen mask to yourself before assisting others. And disappointing people is part of that process. And usually it's some of the most important relationships in your life. So, you know, people will be nervous about doing that. But the funny thing is my experience has been, and, and I don't like to um, be too specific sometimes because I'm not trying to, you know, criticize other people or their intentions. But the funny thing is after the fact, once you get through that painful process of disappointing them, <laughs> like, you know, and then being like, it's okay, I'm going to survive. You know, they usually come back around and say, you know, you're my hero, <laughs> or I'm so happy for you, or I'm so glad for you. And I, I like to share that with people too, because if that's what gets you through that painful process or, or challenge, I don't even want to say painful, just challenging. Uh, it's worth it. Yeah, I agree. And and it is important to put yourself first in order to really achieve whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Um, and yeah, you're not going to make everyone happy no matter what you're all, there's always going to be someone that's unhappy, but I like how you added, you know, at the end of the day, that individual or team or whomever may come back and say, you know, you actually did some good here <laughs> or I'm proud of you. Like you said. And like, if you, I'm sorry to cut you off, but understand the psychology behind how people work. Uh, when you step outside of this a familiar agreed upon identity space, then they have to ask a lot of questions of themselves and face some of their own questions and fears. So just knowing that helps you be more compassionate to what they're going through and why maybe they're bucking against you or, you know, not supporting you as much as you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. So Kristen, what are the top challenges that people face when pivoting in life and setting out to live a life that really speaks to their soul? Well, fear, number one, um, and because, and then there's all these outside influences we feel, you know, of people, uh, the disappointing people, and are people going to support me and really changing gears? And, and the self-identity thing, like, people will be like, well, that's not really aligned with who you seem to have been and in, in this, like, but I have to let them know this is really my heart and I want to go in this direction. Um, and then practical, you know, practically how in the world do I do it? Where do I start? What steps do I take? And there are systems. The best system is quote, the one that works for you. <laughs> the one I like to use is to chart a course, you know, define your destination, your milestones, the action steps that need to be taken to each milestone and just breaking it down. So it's not intimidating. You're looking a month ahead, not, you know, three years ahead. Well, there's so much truth to that. You know, I'm everyone's got big picture plans, at least in my mind. I, I always have these really I always say I shoot for the moon so that at least if I get halfway there, it looks like I've done something great. Yeah. Um, but it is totally overwhelming with that big picture plan. And and if you break it down and have a plan on how you're gonna tackle it and baby steps, I'm a big fan of, you know, what's the first thing you have to do and just start start moving in that direction. Absolutely. I always just say pebbles on the pile because you keep adding pebbles to the pile. And one day you're standing on top of a mountain going, holy Moses, look what I've done. <laughs> Love it. 
All right. So um, really, the show is about networking. You know, we got the opportunity to introduce you a little bit and your mm-hmm. your experience to our listeners. But I'd love for you to share um, some of your stories with us. So can you share with our listeners one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had? Absolutely. And the favorite networking experience that I've had, I've had now three times. And it consists of engaging with either an individual or a small group routinely. And in most cases for me, that's been Monday through Friday, every morning, uh, sometimes maybe a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or even once a week, or even if it's just once a month, but maintaining this thread of connection with people and understanding what they're working on and, and then what you're working on and ways that you can support each other. So it's like a more extended relationship building style of networking. I love it. So you're meeting with the same group of people every single day. Is that what you're saying? Yes. The current group uh, is three other ladies and myself, and we have pretty different businesses, uh, but similar, you know, I guess heart goals. Right. And so we actually speak every morning, Monday through Friday, a group call. And previously I had one woman that I spoke with for a year every morning And previous to that, a group of wildly different individuals as far as business styles that we spoke uh, every morning and just, you know, we have our family lives and our personal lives and all this stuff, but maintaining a long-term thread of connection with people who understand the nuances of what you're juggling and can share theirs and support each other is super valuable. I'm just fascinated that you are meeting on a daily basis, uh, well, during the work week. Um, that's, I mean, that's a huge time investment in into each other. But I can also see that the true genuine benefit of doing that. I mean, you're building a relationship as deep as you can possibly go at that point. Right. And, you know, a lot of business success is upgrading your own belief about yourself and your own mindset. And that can be hard to do when you have to kind of put on a different hat at different parts of the day. And so having this, you know, these people who consistently are seeing you and letting you show up as your evolving and growing business person self, you know, is very important. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, kudos to you for doing that. So let's talk about nurturing your network. You know, regardless of the size, it's extremely important to stay in front of and nurture those relationships, which obviously you're doing with this um, small group. But what do you do with the people outside of that? How do you stay in front of them best uh, nurture your network? Well, obviously, right now, social media is huge and a really easy place. Groups I found to be very valuable and I tend to join a lot of groups and then you just see which ones resonate with you, where there are people that you enjoy, you find you can contribute to and are asking questions or doing things that are like, oh man, that's genius, you know? So I've got a couple of groups that have been very beneficial to me. That's great. I I like the idea of focusing in on a couple of groups, um, but making sure you show up consistently. That's definitely what's important. So Kristen, what advice would you offer the business professional who's looking to grow their network? Hmm. Well, uh, I think to be aware of your intentions going into it. And I know previously, you know, trial and error, I kind of did the whole throw as much against the wall as you can. Well, that's just exhausting, right? Mm -hmm. So here's, I guess if I were to break it down, plan, 
you know, brainstorm and plan. Where are some good places for me to connect with good people? Engage authentically and give to give it an opportunity and see what's really there for you. And then reflect. You can't invest yourself in everything and every networking opportunity. So which ones, you know, maybe even keep a spreadsheet or something are providing the most mutual value so that you're applying your energy in a focused and productive way for everybody. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, mutual value, that's what really stuck out to me is that you have to make sure that you are, you're giving value and not expecting any sort of, you know, anything in return, really. Yeah. But, you know, I think we've all been down that road when you're, where you're kind of new and excited and you're running into like groups and dropping links. (laughs) Hey, you guys buy my stuff, you know, like, Oh yeah. I mean, it happens. We've all been there. Sometimes, (laughs) sometimes you you get a little win out of that, but uh, yeah, that's definitely not the, I would say the best practice approach. (laughs) So not worthwhile. (laughs) All right, Kristen, how about a fun one here? If you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of less of or differently with regards to your professional career? Believe in it. I like for the whole disappointing people and, you know, getting over those challenges of admitting to myself, this is who I am. This is what I'm passionate about. And, um, you know, take a chance on yourself. Uh, I think everything we do has value and plays into where we are. So I don't regret, you know, or say, oh, I wasted so many years. Um, However, if I could, I would definitely be like whisper in my own ear, hey, girl, all that stuff you've been thinking about, other people are thinking about it, too. Go talk about it, you know? Yeah. Isn't that the thing that is real, actually, is that little critic inside our brain? Everyone's got it. And we're all thinking the same thing, but no one actually opens up and has a conversation about it in your 20s. It's more like late thirties, early forties, when I, 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 at least I've experienced that, you know, you start really having that conversation. Yeah. And it's funny to kind of watch people's heads spin around like me too. And it's like, I know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And that confidence that comes along with that, you know, that'd be nice to have when you're in your twenties, but I guess things work the way they do for a reason. Totally. So um, let's talk about the six degrees of separation. Who would be one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you can do it within the sixth degree? Oh, man, I had a fantasy about this because I love to visualize and imagine. I am just crazy about Jason Silva. Do you know who he is? Um, I, you know, the name sounds familiar. I'm just going to go to Google right now. (laughs) You know, his, his, angle is really that you have to fill your life with awe and awe is everywhere. And um, he's just like me, passionate about living, living. Hey, you guys, I'm here to live. (laughs) And he does a great job at motivating, explaining, pontificating. And I think what I want to do is I want to go camping with him. (laughs) Oh, fascinating. I love it. You can learn so much to go camping with somebody and have dinner over a fire. And I really need to do some investigative work as to the six degrees of separation. However, I have a tip for everybody that I have not yet deployed. And I think I'm honestly going to do it today. What you do is you put in the signature block of your email so that literally every person you communicate with sees this down at the bottom. Hey, you guys, I am really interested in, um, say, having a conversation with Jason Silva. You know, I'm bold enough now in my self-assurance that I'd say, I want to go camping with the guy. Does anybody know anybody who knows anybody? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> be shocked over the course of time how you know people might pop up and say hey I actually have a connection you know 
I believe that on so many levels, honestly. I mean, you got to let the universe know what it is that you're trying to do so that the universe can help you out, right? Right. Yeah. Just put it out there. And when you least expect it, somebody's going to be like, you know, I got a connection. Let's do it. Love it. So why haven't you put that in your email signature yet then? Or have you? I'm going to do it today. And, you know, it's just, <laughs> I have so many balls in the air. I picture my life as me, like being a juggler, but a happy juggler. You know, I enjoy the challenges and the rhythm and, uh, you know, and then somebody, you're just throwing another ping pong in my loop here. <laughs> I'm going to grab it and run with it. Love it. Well, you definitely have to report back. Uh, in the event, you know, this actually happens and you have, and and then I'm sure you're going to have some goodies to share about his, his camping etiquette. (laughs) What do he cooks on the fire? (laughs) Is that the true question that you have? (laughs) What, what he would cook on the fire? Yeah. 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 Honestly, I think it's the conversation. And that was another thing I kind of wanted to mention to people, you know, it's a little more challenging literally right now to maybe go out to eat or have coffee. But there's something about that process that sharing this normal human experiences that relaxes you and opens up conversations that might not have happened otherwise if you're just sitting there with your notepad and your pen. Yeah, I love it. It's a great perspective. And um, out of 285 guests on the show, you are the first that has brought up that you'd like to meet with this individual in a camping experience. Oh, yeah. So fantastic. I'll take pictures. <laughs> Please hey, hey, this would be a great YouTube channel, you know, <laughs> trial uh, by fire, networking by fire. Absolutely. Just pitch him the idea. <laughs> hey, networking by fire. All right. Uh, um, okay. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. What is something that you'd like to ask me? Well, you get to meet so many people. So, and just like us having this conversation and other people listening to it, you get these absolute aha moments. Uh, what for you has been a couple or maybe one or one that stands out from that? Um, the way you think of things or do things or. Yeah, absolutely. So I interviewed Dr. Ivan Meisner, who's the founder of BNI um, probably about a year and a half ago. And he said something that just totally was major aha moment to me. And it's, you can do, a thousand things six times or six things a thousand times, you know, which one do you think is going to reap better results? And I was like, Oh, that's so simple, but it totally makes sense. Um, Right. Yeah. It's like that 10,000 hour rule from Malcolm Gladwell. Have you heard of that? I I mean, I know, I don't know the, I'm familiar with the 10,000 hours to like become an expert at something. Exactly. Yeah. Which, you know, rolls back to the, 20 year old self thing that that'd be a great piece of advice to give, you know, college oh, people. For sure. And I, I'm the type of person that wants to do everything and try everything at least once. So I definitely more on the, you know, doing a thousand things six times side of things. I just need to flip that coin over a little bit. Um, but yeah, that definitely resonated with me and it just stuck with me for, for quite some time. So great question. Thank you very I much for that. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, Kristen, do you have any final advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Well, I think, you know, you're getting a thread here from me of authenticity and mutual benefit. That's never going to backfire ever on you. And it always grows. And, and also another thing that's uh, been on my mind 
because of a book I've been reading and is the idea of latent potential that you are doing work. And I don't even like the word work, but for a period of time before you hit this turn in the curve where it just swings up and goes straight to the top. So to, you know, as I said earlier, plan and reflect and and know where to focus, like you're saying with the six things a thousand times, but also recognize that latent potential and and believe in your efforts during that period and uh, wait, you know, <laughs> with faith that is all coming to something really good for you. Awesome. Love it. I agree with all that. And that book sounds really interesting as well. Um, do you have an offer to share with our listeners? Well, I have a program, which I would absolutely love for people to contact me if they're interested in. I offer it on three levels. I think I've already explained it pretty well and that it's goal-based, uh, creating your vision, your milestones. And then what we do along the way is we upgrade your mindset and your identity to support that along with habits and but in a fun way, I make everything really, really fun. And I can work with people at a very accessible, low level or a much more hands-on higher level. And so they can just check it out and absolutely get in touch if they have questions or need more information or just want to sign up. Love it. That's, that's fantastic. All right. So if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, learning about your offerings or just connecting, what's the best way that they can reach out? Well, my website, which is triple dub brilane b-r-i-l-l-a-n-e.com and uh social media too i love to connect with people if they want to look for kristen becker my personal page or brilane um on all the major things is my business pages always happy to connect all right we'll include all that information in our show notes thank you so much for being on the show today Thank you. And I'm, I got two pieces of gold I'm taking away and I really appreciate them. <laughs> That's fantastic. As long as someone has at least one takeaway, I'm happy at the end of the day. All right. Well, this wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Kristen for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, check out our Facebook group. Go to facebook.com and search for Social Capital Network. If you need me, send an email to Lori at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.